I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Line Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Aaron Alexander, coming to you all the way from my pop-up trailer. Today I did an experimental episode I'm potentially thinking about. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Taking off this winter, either going to do a workshop tour through Africa and Europe, continue podcasting, or maybe take this trailer of mine that I'm inside right now and uh, cruise it down through California. And uh, do workshops and surf and climb and just try and carpe the freak out of my DM as much as possible while exploring these thoughts of how to get all healthy in your body. Today, I chatted with Mr. Abel James, who did a similar thing. He spent a year traveling with his most beautiful wife, Allison, cruising along all over the country, doing podcasts. He's got a fantastic show called The Fat Burning Man. Check it out! Um, So, it was actually a bit inspired from Mr. Abel. We were chatting several months ago about it, and I said, hot damn, I'm going to go out and buy myself a pop-up trailer. So, experimental episode. Here we go. Talk to Abel. Um, In this conversation, We chatted about all sorts of fantastic information, Um, got into what happened, what the results were from him following his standard doctor-recommended diet and how he went from all right to worse in following that and uh, how he changed it, how he got the most out of his health results uh, from following his intuition, listening to some other alternative resources and where he's at today. And I can tell you, he is looking good. Uh, We got into his experience with plant medicines and the Amazon uh, combo. And uh, so combo sapo, which essentially is like this frog poison off their skin. I guess poison for some, not for all. But it's this, this poison that comes off their skin. You put it onto a stick, you tap it into your skin and uh, it makes you purge the demons and probably some other stuff as well. Um, Super, super interesting. This particular medicine is meant to purge your body, uh, purge your gallbladder of any toxins that you're you're carrying. And so it's pretty freaking intense. It wasn't in spite of following that health advice. It was because of it that I was having those terrible results that I'm just like, well, this is total nonsense. Other cultures are very inclusive of woo. And I think they're a lot happier and healthier because of it. And like you said, we have no idea what's going on. Are you going insane or are plants talking to you when you take ayahuasca? Uh, We got into some other stuff as well. Really, really fantastic conversation. Essentially just got into how, why it is so important to make life ceremonious, make your food ceremonious, make things intentional, and the power of intentionality with what you're eating. Crucially important. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, share, um, all that stuff on iTunes and Stitcher. I so, so greatly appreciate your comments. They make me want to cry every time I read them. Um, check out the website, linetherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N, therapy.com. On there, you'll find a blog. You'll find hundreds of free videos on functional movement and self-care. Find online uh, books and courses on how to get that body moving. Fantastic. Um, also find the self-care kit. It's a foam roller, hollow foam roller, a couple different size balls inside, uh, elastic bands, decompressed joints, get your workout on, throw that thing underneath your car seat, and you are good to go. Keep that body moving well. Here we are, Abel James, the fat-burning man. Vamos. Align Podcast. Abel James, thanks for coming on, man. I've been looking forward to chatting with you again. Last time I saw you was maybe four or five months ago in Austin, Texas. And um, I actually got fairly inspired by you. And now I'm doing experimental podcast episode in a uh, pop-up trailer. Normally, I do episodes in my office uh, on Fridays. I rent the office out. Today, I decided to change it up a little bit and see what it's like to do an episode in the trailer and see if it's a viable option to actually tour around the country and explore, climb, surf, do podcasts, do workshops, and kind of like change my life up a little bit. And 
you were actually a fair part of the inspiration for that, man. So, like, firstly, cool, firstly, thank you. That's rad. And then, secondly, I'm happy to hear that. It's, it's so cool. And then, um, I think it's so important that you know, we were chatting about this a little bit before we got on. Is you know, people we look at all these different, really, like so you got to get the the health in a bottle, and you need to you know have the perfect diet and the perfect you know wake up at this time, go to sleep at that time. It's like, and we think that that is health. And I think oftentimes what we end up doing is we martyr ourselves for all of these perfect idyllic boxes that we continue putting ourselves into. But really, the biggest portion of health, and in, in my personal experience, is be happy. You know, like yeah. you need to genuinely enjoy what you're doing, you know, and we get so caught up in the information and the statistics that oftentimes we miss out on, you know, the from the pursuit of happiness, we miss out on happiness. You know, sometimes you need to let go of the pursuit to just be happy, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, like you come from a background, you went to school, I believe for psychology, and then you were a consultant of some sort, correct me if I'm wrong. And then mm-hmm. you switched over to fat burning man. And then you're now you're traveling around with your beautiful wife. And could you talk a little bit about that transition of what it was to make you actually like put your foot down and say, I'm gonna do what I want to do? Yeah, there were a bunch of things. But um, I've always been really interested in health. And it was weird, because in my early 20s, especially when I was doing the consulting thing. I was working with like a bunch of uh, companies that were in the, I don't want to call it the health space, (laughs) but it was definitely in the like marketing to people about health space. Right. right? And uh, the big companies that sell most of the food products that you find today that are really responsible for a lot of the problems that we're having. Uh, And, and so for me, I was getting a lot of, I was, I was really into running. I was uh, you know, not a great athlete, but a good one. And so like running has always been, uh, really important to me. So I was doing a lot of that, getting a lot of my information from like running magazines and, and health magazines or whatever. And they were telling me to, you know, eat low fat, eat lots of carbs. You have to have like X, Y, and Z. And right. so like the information that I was getting was, was tainted and I didn't even realize it because most of those magazines are owned by supplement companies and they're less health information and more about like, a. uh, under the radar way to market their own products, which is their real business. And so, uh, for, for me, that was like a big, when I, in my early twenties, someone who was always, you know, an athlete and into health or whatever, I'm like all of a sudden getting fat and sick and having problems. And I'm just like, I don't like this. I feel, you know, it, I looked and felt like I was middle-aged. And, um, when I realized that it was, it wasn't in spite of following that health advice, it was because of it that I was having those terrible results that I'm just like, well, this is total nonsense. I need to change. I need to change myself. Like basically I, uh, my doctor said that it would stop my heart if I ate more fat or whatever, because my numbers were going so crazy eating a low fat way. Um, and I'm just like, screw it. You know, I, I read compelling science about ketosis, about cyclical ketogenic dieting, uh, bodybuilding physique stuff. Uh, I also looked at like what, um, celebrities do when they get a part, you know, like Christian Bale or whatever to, uh, either put on fat or to lean down or to get shredded. Cause they do that stuff all the time. And I, I looked at the stuff that like celebrities eat to get fat. And it's the same thing that like doctors recommend to lose fat right. in this society. And so basically there was just all of that nonsense. And I felt like I got burned and, I wanted to come out of that and basically say, well, I hope this never happens to anybody else. We need like clear information about uh, health information that's true and that works. And I don't really see that out there right now. So I guess I'll just kind of like rock it and, and, sure. and hit that. So. <laughs> so what was, what was the standard, you know, doctor recommended diet that was, that was beating you up so much? Low fat, almost zero dietary cholesterol lots of whole grains, you know, the typical thing that is a healthy diet these days. Um, and it just, it leads you down this path of eating out of boxes because you're counting your, your macros nonstop. Right. right? Right, right, And so it's not like I was doing that forever. It was kind of just, you know, I was working really hard to pay off my, my college loans. That's why I took a job in consulting, not necessarily because, uh, I loved it or it was particularly interesting. It turned out to be in some ways, but it was more just kind of like a means to an end. And I took my eye off the ball when it came to my own body and my own health. I kind of like outsourced that to, you know, 
someone who's, who's rated as one of the best doctors in DC. You know, I had for the first time in my life, this Cadillac insurance, you know, just like this beefed up amazing insurance plan. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get the best doctor. I'm going to go like twice a week, monitor all my blood work, whatever, follow his advice, take his drugs, whatever. And that's what made me fatter and sicker than I've ever been. Before that, I had no idea that I even could get fat. Like I was a pudgy little kid or whatever, but then you grow out of it and you do sports and you're fine. But so like that was a really powerful thing thing to me to feel like my dad growing up he's a stonemason that's that's what he used to do and i saw him when he took a desk job get fat and start to look older and start to look different and then when i saw that happen to my myself i was just like no 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 (laughs) right you know yeah and so it's so cool that you started figuring that out at a young age because usually people it takes you getting a heart attack or you know something really catastrophic needs to happen you know an asteroid needs to hit your house for before you like start to change things up a little bit and it's just so important. I think that people really recognize that we all are our N of one, you know, you are all your best experiment, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like really taking advantage of that. Like, enjoy experimenting with yourself, you know, like right now I'm like having raw milk and kombucha for breakfast, you know, like let's see how that works out, you know, and I'm, and and I'm keeping track of what that's like, you know, keeping track of like, okay, how clear is my thought? How strong do I feel in my body? You know, we can all do this. We don't need to outsource that information. Like you're saying to some doctor where they may or may not, they may be a fantastic doctor that's done with with himself and they really care. Or Mm -hmm. they may be influenced by some corporation that's making a whole bunch of money off of you, you know, believing this, that you need this thing in your life. There's so many things that we think that we need, you know, and then it becomes this habituation, this pattern that we repeat in ourselves. And then you almost do need it because you believe it, you know, and then like placebo and all that stuff comes like, I don't have my blank, you know, I'm freaking out. And so... What did you, why did you switch over? What did you switch over to? Did you just all of a sudden like you get like a paleo book or what, like, what was the switch? No, it was more, uh, actually <laughs> growing up, my older brother was totally insane and he would do things like obsessively, you know, if he got a video game, he would play it for 20 hours and, and like beat the whole thing or whatever. Right. And so when he watched pumping iron for the first time, yes. you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger so classic, yeah. he went from being, you know, he's a couple inches taller than me. He went from being like 150, 155 pounds to like well over 200 pounds. He, he got up to like 220 within like six months and was just a beast, right. you know, like turned into Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. And I was like, right. that's possible. You know, so like in the back of my mind, I knew that you could do things like that, that that was possible. And I think a lot of people haven't really seen that happen around them. And I think you need to sh- shatter your own beliefs first, right? Um, and so I actually got into like underground bodybuilding textbooks from like the seventies that, you know, told you that were, you know, really pioneering these crazy diets. If you look back at what, you know, like Schwarzenegger and a lot of the, the uh, Mr. Universe or whatever the people were doing back then, it was like 30 eggs a day, like drinking heavy cream or the GAD diet, which is gallon of milk a day, you know, just like crazy stuff. And, um, not only did these people not die, despite you know doing all these things that are basically abusing your body, right. um, they got exactly the results that they wanted, almost scientifically. Right. And so, like looking into the science behind why that worked, I went from um, you know basically following what my doctor told me to. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. My mom's a holistic nutritionist and an herbalist, so we were always really into like eating really fresh food from the backyard, local sources. Uh, that whole thing. So I kind of combined that treatment of like uh, veggies, fruit, nuts, seeds, kind of starting there, our ancestral stuff, kind of like Weston A. Price um, with a cyclical ketogenic approach. And so going super high fat and eating a lot of like avocado, heavy cream, fatty yogurt, butter, uh, and combining that with veggies and, and fruits and nuts. And then it was just like, I dropped 20 pounds in like a month right. and got shredded. Basically looks like Brad Pitt out of, out of fight club. Right. Almost Im- immediately. I was like shocked by how quickly that happened. Right. And that's why I wanted to just show to other people that, wow, I'm eating so much better now. Sure. I am happier. I feel like 
full of energy in a way that I, I hadn't before. Right. And I think everyone needs to feel that way, you know, because sure. when I, when I started my show, I was looking at the podcast charts and it was like Jillian Michaels at the top. And I'm like, there's something wrong with that, right. you know, because basically that no pain, no gain approach, you know, like her show is called the biggest loser. It's just pathetic and sad. Right. And I think that there's a, another side to this, right. Where you can be happy and healthy at the same time. So that's what I try to try to do, you know? <laughs> awesome, man. And do you, when we were talking last time, we had, uh, chatted a little bit about, um, how do you call it? Uh, leche de sapo combo, like say, taking, taking plant medicines and things like that. Um, yeah. have you had any, how do you feel that the impact on, uh, of like of plant medicine of sorts has impacted your perspectives of yourself has impacted your actual ability to be a healthy whole human? Or do you think it's, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I mean, it gets pretty hippy-dippy pretty quickly, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know? People are scared of, this of that. Stuff. What's that? People are scared of that. It's interesting. As soon as something yeah. – I, I just wrote an article, actually. It's like, I, I call it the fear of woo. I don't think I'm going to call it that, but it, it's like that was <laughs> The fear of woo. I like the that. The fear of woo in pseudoscience. You know, as soon as someone gets uh-huh. into something, it's like – I mean, how many times do you hear if you're listening to podcasts, I don't want to sound woo, but now I'm going to have this yeah. creep in this little like woo statement – Life is woo, man. Like, we don't know what yeah. the hell is going on out here, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when yeah. you get down to things at a quantum level, like, we don't know. Everything is yeah. woo, you know? And then right. we have these statistics that we follow and these little models that we kind of put ourselves into. But if you go right. step outside of that model at any point, it's woo. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, totally. So I, I was raised woo, right. and it, my, my story, if you follow it, is kind of like raised woo, And, but most of that came from my mom because she practiced, you know, Reiki, therapeutic touch, energy medicine, like all sorts of stuff like that. And went around, wrote books about it, did the lecture circuit and stuff. And then, you know, uh, as a, as a teenager, especially a a guy, I, I guess girls as well. But for me, I just felt like you need to rebel. You need to do the opposite. And so, you know, when I got that great insurance and worked with great doctors and all that stuff, I figured that it would be better than what I came from. Right. Um, it was in fact the opposite. It was, it was way worse. And so for me, it was kind of, I was always indoctrinated into woo. And then after all of that happened, I dipped my toes into it more and more. And like I uh, told you when we were talking earlier, um, the plant medicine side of things is fascinating because all of a sudden you're like, these plants are talking to me. <laughs> right. I see plant people. And, and um, you know, you go to other countries like, First time we went to, to Bali and uh, in Thailand, Peru, other cultures are very inclusive of Wu. Right. And right. I think they're a lot happier and healthier because of it. And like you said, we have no idea what's going on. Are you going insane or are plants talking to you when you take ayahuasca? <laughs> right? Um, because if you ask any shaman in another country, yes, the plants are talking to you. And yes, these trees have been here for thousands of years or whatever, and they're talking to you too, and you need to pay attention. And if anything gets in the way of that, that's your own ego, that's your own problem or whatever. And, and whether or not any of that is true, isn't even that important because the lessons that it teaches you, you know, if you, um, experiment with, with plant medicine and that type of ancient healing, then it's going to knock your socks off no matter what you believe. So, um, I think going back and and honoring sacred medicine, sure. you know, the way that medicine used to be practiced, which, which is basically all about your brain. It's all about your mindset. You know, we call things, we might call the same thing a different thing in this society. So, for example, the placebo effect yeah. is magic. Exactly. <laughs> right? or, re- or religion. Or religion. Yeah. You know, I'm praying it, for this thing to happen. And then poof, it happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's God. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or if, you know, miracles or whatever, they happen all the time. They, they happen in hospitals. They happen outside of hospitals. People cure themselves of cancer or their cancer spontaneously goes away and doctors are befuddled. They have no idea what goes on. But even if you take, you know, a pill or a sugar pill, um, 30% of sugar pills work and cure whatever it is you're looking to cure which means, (laughs) you know, sugar is inherently bad for you and you're taking something that has no, you know, perceived effect on your body, yet a third of people are miraculously 
cured by something. Right. That is really freaking interesting. And so when you go and, and you ask people in other societies and healers in other societies and cultures why that happens, and they're like, of course, you can do that anytime you want to. And so that's where it gets really cool because we don't know what's going on. The nutrition uh, uh, like field and science is very, it's nascent. We're all babies when it comes to this. Like, yeah, we kind of know how blood sugar works and insulin and HGH and other stuff like that. But we're kind of, we're just at the beginning. We didn't even know what vitamins were a few decades ago. Right. Um, and so I think there's this, there's a um, feeling that a lot of people have and a trust that we have in science and in medicine that we know everything right now 100%. We better follow that advice because it's right. Uh, but if you look at history, we've been really wrong so many times and we're wrong about a lot of things now. So it's important to kind of combine those two things. Right. Yeah. Bruce Lee said something along the lines of uh, you need to combine human nature and control, you know, and so control mm -hmm. being science and human nature being woo. You know, it's like all this, all the inexplicable, you know, like, why do I feel like an animal sometimes? Hopefully, if you still have that in you, you know, we all have that animalness in us somewhere. Just we tend to layer on all these layers of mortgage and job and the dog and the car and the, all this stuff that it pulls us away. You know, Daniel Vitalis is good about you know, the whole like domestication of human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we all came from the Canis lupus or all dogs came from Canis lupus like the gray wolf and now it's like we have poodle you know like we're, we're having that same experience with human beings where mm -hmm. we are we are getting just just suffocated by all of this stuff that we think that we need when in fact a lot of that stuff is actually pulling us away from our animalness you know that animalness yeah. i believe is health that animalness i believe is you know you are in congruency with the circle of life you know if you you look at like a deer in the woods you're not looking at him and be like oh man he needs more you know cholesterol or whatever it's like he's perfect mm -hmm. he's just nailing yeah. it you know <laughs> mm -hmm. he's got this he's got this you know and so did you have any Specifically, something that I don't hear, you know, ayahuasca is like a lot of people talk about that these days, um, in the last like, couple years or whatever, but uh, specifically the, the uh, cambo or, or, or sapo, which is, which is like toad in Spanish, but like the, uh, mm -hmm. is, cambo, is, it, is it called cambo or you, you have the, the, the venom? Combo the, is what they called it. Combo. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Is that all right to chat about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, what the heck is uh, that? So we went to Peru uh, for a bunch of... Uh, ceremonies and, and sacred plant medicine uh, things. I guess it was yeah a few months ago at this point. And basically, this particular medicine is meant to purge your body, uh, purge your gallbladder of any toxins that you're that you're carrying. And so it's pretty freaking intense. Yeah. It used to be used uh, and, and still is used in some cases um, for hunting because it. They don't know exactly why, but maybe it hypes up the adrenals. It definitely gives you a surge of crazy energy. But the first uh, few times you do it, it's basically for the cleansing effects. And so you drink uh, like two gallons of water in the minutes leading up to uh, taking the combo. And basically what they do is they take the poison from a frog, from a rainforest frog, and um, they burn a little section of your arm usually. And so I, I, I had four little sections that were burnt and as they just burn off like the top layer of the skin and then they apply the, uh, the poison essentially to your arm. And for the next 10 or so minutes, they're pretty much the worst of your life. That, that period of time is terrific because for me, you know, for, for some people, your face gets all swollen. I looked like a frog, you know, my, Allison, <laughs> my wife took a picture of me. I'm just like, Ugh. and, um, your body is reacting. You have so much, uh, fluid in your guts that you just, you want to get it all out. And so then you, uh, you purge intensely, <laughs> for a period of time. And, uh, when you look in the bucket, you have, you've been fasting by the way, I should say. So you, you haven't been eating anything for, um, that whole day and usually very lightly the night before. And so, um, 
the stuff that comes up, I, we didn't measure it scientifically or whatever is it didn't look like things that I wanted to have in there anymore, right. if you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. so for different people, depending on the toxins that you're carrying, it'll be different colors. And, uh, mine was almost fluorescent green, uh, which, you know, it can be bile or, um, there can be a lot of different types of toxins and they kind of have this whole guide of, um, okay, this is the thing that your, your body is carrying right now. Maybe we should do this again in the next few weeks or months and you build a tolerance to it. So some of the people down there, you know, almost take it recreationally. Right. Um, but for, for Westerners coming down there, it's, it's a pretty intense deal. Um, ayahuasca is as well, San Pedro, uh, and there are a few others that, that we tried as well that were very, very powerful. And it's important not to just kind of like do any of this willy nilly. Sure. Um, it's more, you need to take it seriously. There needs to be some, uh, means to an end in a way. And for us, it was mostly exploring. Okay. So we've been healing ourselves for thousands of years, according to ancient practices that Western, uh, medicine in a lot of ways seems to ignore or, you know, throw under the bus or something in between. And so we just kind of wanted to see what was out there and experience it firsthand because it's, it's one thing to kind of like talk about hippy dippy stuff and plant medicine being great or whatever. It's, it's quite another thing to really get, um, you know, tossed around by it. And so that's what we let happen when we were down there. Yeah. I think it's really important. Like you're saying is, is the ceremony of the stuff, you know, and, mm -hmm. and ceremony does not need to be, we have, we, we have all of these different segregations of, you know, this is ceremonial. This is just a pancake. This is just a kiss. This is just, it's like, no, no, no. Like life could, I think should, I don't like to say that word so much, but you know, I tr prefer to think of life as ceremonial. You know, it's mm -hmm. like when, when we go through, oftentimes I feel like you could almost do maybe not any diet, but a very, very high percentage of, of like quote unquote diets for a month. And you'll probably get good results. You know, reason mm -hmm. being you did a one month ceremony. You did a yeah. one month intentional living as opposed to just getting up and blah, like, I've gone to work and like, oh, I'll drink some coffee and blah. You know, it's like, you're like, no, 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 no. Today I have this, you know, I have my cleansing pill and then I have my, my, you know, two quarts of water. You know, like, I have all that stuff that I do. How much of that is just the fact that you're intentionally living your life? I think, right. I think a great deal. And that's a thing, again, that we don't talk about so much because we have that fear of being conceived as potentially, woo. You know, right. You know, yeah. so did you, with, with your experience with, with, um, uh, the, the sap or the camp, cambo or cambo, how do you call it? Uh, combo. Combo with combo, with ayahuasca and such. Do you feel like you had distinct health benefits, you know, tangible benefits from that? Do you feel like it's kind of like a work in progress? Like everything is, or like, was there anything that you noticed immediately with that? Mentally? Absolutely. Physically for weeks. I was physically weak. I, I was, uh, I could feel that I was not at the top of my game at all. <laughs> like that was not happening. Uh, you get sick, right. you know, it's, you get sick for a while every night and no sleep for a long time. That's just the way that it's done down there. Um, with, with a lot of different, uh, sacred plant medicines. I mean, you're, you're going on some crazy trips, so to speak. Right. And, when you come back, you're uh, fundamentally changed, usually a lot more humble right. um, and physically weak. Like when you get down, when you get sick, you can't really be arrogant anymore, right? You, you can't be all about yourself. There's something more you need to submit. Right. And, um, and so I think physically there's that piece to it. But mentally, a lot of the people who I know of who have um, gone through this ceremonially have had some like very, very important, uh, experiences about themselves. You go through all of your child childhood traumas, all of the, you know, little issues that you have that you didn't know were there, mm. uh, come up to the surface and you kind of just need to like fight those demons and wrestle around with them or come to terms with them. And once you do, uh, yeah, you, you come out a different person. I really do believe that. And so for us, you know, we basically went off the internet for a year and went off the grid for like a year and did stuff like that and went to burning man and kind of did all the things that, um, 
we thought this was the perfect time for right. because we plan on having kids relatively soon. We want to kind of like get this download of as much information as we can from the mystical and the totally non-mystical and go on all these adventures or whatever and then start the life that we truly believe in. You know what I mean? And so for, for my wife, I know that she's an entirely different person in a lot of ways as a function of not just all of that travel or the ceremonies or anything like that in particular, but the whole bundle of experience that we've had in the past year. And that's why it's so important that, you know, you're doing this show out of a pop-up trailer and, <laughs> you know, you're considering traveling all around. Cause like one of the things I, I might even write a book about this. Cause I'm like, what can I talk about that, that I really feel passionate right. about that people aren't doing. And, and one of them is, is certainly health. But the other, the more important thing is like, be a free human, totally. you know, like right. America, good and bad in so many different ways. But one of the greatest things that we have is like, if you choose to exercise it, the most freedom of almost like any society ever, a lot of people could argue with that sure. or whatever. But I think we imprison ourselves in our own lifestyles. Like you said, mortgage, house, dog, whatever. Um, we don't have to. We right. can do whatever we want to as soon as we decide that we can. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you don't occupy your own life, someone else will occupy your life for you. You know, it's just right. you have to actually take that choice, make that decision. If you know what, like, I'm a passionate human being, you know, like, I got something to say. I got something to put out into the world. But most of us, it's the, the issue, in my opinion not the only issue, but a big part of the issue is, is our education system. We're raised to be information hogs, you know, like it's like how much information can you put in your brain and then regurgitate out on a paper, right? We have Google, you know, like, we, like I can look up any bit of information right now that I want. What I need is I need to be a critical, empowered thinker. I need mm -hmm. to feel like, you know, when I come into a room, I need to feel confident. I need to feel like I can talk to Abel James. I need to feel like I can talk to whoever and say like, hey, like I, we are equals here, you know, but I think that we're raised. It's like, as soon as someone's up on a TV or something like that, it's like, oh, like, oh, you know, they're all powerful. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we all have the power, you know, mm -hmm. but we, th that's the most important thing is developing that critical thinking and developing that ability to, to go out on a limb and say like, you know what? I might fail. You know, but I might not. But most of us, we end up just playing it safe. You know, I think yeah. that's the that's the biggest crucial thing. I wanted to. <laughs> there was something. I have a question. I, I asked like everybody this. Um, everybody that I think might have an answer for me. Can you? What happens if you eat too much fat? You know, because for the longest time it was like fat. You know, is bad. And then I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Fat's fantastic. So now I have a cow share where I actually get like I get raw cream, raw dairy, buttermilk. I get yogurt. It's it's fantastic. And um, if you were to see the amount of uh, like raw butter and cream that I that I eat on a daily basis it might make you a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, but I feel good. I feel very healthy. But I wonder, yeah. do you know anything about like the, like the long term? Is there any kind of impact? Like what is too much fat? <laughs> well, you're asking fat burning man that right. question, which <laughs> just makes me overjoyed because like the sheer amount of fat that I per put down is, is ungodly as well. It's, <laughs> okay, it's fantastic. All I right. love it. It's the best because it's, uh, you know, today it's coming up on like two o'clock and I've already done five interviews and I haven't eaten a single thing except for straight fat. Wow. And I feel amazing. That's what I do pretty much every interview day and most work days as well. I'm just running on fat. And by the end of the day, I have a big feast and most of that is fat too. <laughs> if you take, you know, the things that really, uh, change your health in a negative way on on a long-term basis are processed foods for sure. So if you're eating processed fat, bad, right, 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 right. but if you're eating raw cream, um, and, and you do well with this, some people don't do well with dairy, but most people do pretty well with the raw stuff or with yeah. the fermented stuff, which is illegal in most of the country or whatever. So you have to get it from your milk dealer. <laughs> it's exactly. crazy. Yeah. Very hush -hush. But, um, if you're eating the right kinds of fat, uh, a lot of people do a lot better that way than they would have on a high carb diet. Everybody's different. You know, some people do better with more moderate fat intake, but I found after trying so many different types of eating and living, this one works really well right now. And the way that I, I look and feel is younger than I've been five, seven, 
10 years ago, even in a lot of ways. I look at the people who are still looking and feeling great in their 60s, 70s, 80s. You look at what they're eating. I mean, Mark Sisson, he's a friend of mine, big fan of fat. You right. know, um, a lot of people who kind of manage their carb and sugar intake right. or avoid it or just out of food preferences or where they live or whatever they um, eat fewer carbs and sugars, they seem to do pretty well. But if you're eating, you know, a little bit of rice and under eating generally, like a lot of people do in, um, in the East, right? Like if you go to Thailand or, or Bali, a lot of those people, like the under eating seems to be really powerful. And so that's, that's why I like to combine the high fat with the intermittent fasting because there seems to be a lot of benefit in not continuously overeating. So I think instead of being worried about how much fat you're eating, if you're looking and feeling great, like rock it, that's awesome. Right. Um, but if you're overfeeding constantly, it seems like that's the thing that really accelerates aging. And that's the thing that almost all Americans are doing all the time. We're just eating, right. especially the carbs. Yeah. And a lot of that is, again, it's, it's, it's this habituation of, oh, I think that I need to eat. Like I, I did the same thing that your brother did. I went from being 160 to 225 in a matter of wow. less, less than a year when I was like 16 yeah. or 17 years old. A lot of that was a product of insecurity. A lot of that was, you mm. know, I feel like I'm not good enough. And so, or like, you know, what, now I can kick your ass. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I must be good enough. I'm curious, like, when you look around the world, like, what do you what do you see is is missing out of our culture, out of our diet? Like, you've put together the, the wild diet, which I think is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. What is what is that? Is that like how does that compare to paleo? Like, what's what's the what do people? What's a balanced diet to you? It's bringing a sacredness back to what you're eating. Nice. It's, it's bringing like life. When you look at f- food, what life is, is you want to eat something that's directly turning into yourself. You want that thing that you're eating to have as much life in it as possible. And most, most of us, you know, in the, in the West are eating hyper-processed foods that are degraded, denatured, hyper-processed. They're not it doesn't matter if you can measure nutrition in something right. um, to me in, at the, on the woo level, right? Like, cause I, <laughs> I have that duality too. It's like science is great or whatever, but on the woo level, there's something different about eating, you know, spinach right. from wherever that yeah. was probably shipped weeks ago and picked by a machine weeks before that right. and has been festering on some shelf for a really long time or whatever. Right. Um, and the thing that you just pick from right over there, like behind your house, you know, eating clover or dandelion or, or kale or wild blackberries or whatever. Right. There's something fundamentally different about that, whether you can measure it or not. And so for me, what, um, what the reason I call it wild diet and not like paleo or whatever um, is because it's not totally paleo. I mean, there are a lot of when I read the first paleo book, I was like, that's kind of BS. You know, I don't, I don't agree with like eating canola oil and super lean meats. And it's not really about food quality as much as it like eat this, not that. And I think it's, it's more useful to say, okay, this domesticated industrialized system that we're eating from right now is wrong. It's making us sick and fat. We need to do the opposite of that. And so what's the ideal wild, right? It's like the, letting nature be nature and eating from that as much as possible. So looking at farms, like the reason that small local farms are great is because they have so many different types of animals and fruits and veggies and whatever else that it's this ecosystem. And that's what you want to be eating from, not this, you know, industrialized monocrop system that um, most of us are slaves to these days. Right. Yeah, and then as well, what, like you're getting at is, you know, by eating local, by supporting your local farmer and all that. I mean, we talked about this on the show a lot. You know, it's you're developing your ecosystem. You're developing your community. You know, we, we've become so flippant autonomous in the way that we live our lives, you know, because now it's like, I have a million dollars in the bank, so I don't need anybody. You know, I can do, I can right. order takeout and I have Amazon, so I don't actually need to go shopping. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you develop this world where you put it into the little bubble, you know, you just look at your iPod. It's like iPod, that's like a satanic name. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it's not okay. You know, it's like, we, we get so separate 
separated from our world, you know, and everything mm-hmm. that we, even when we're making purchases, now I'm purchasing my, you know, coconut water from Thailand or whatever. It's like by developing your community, you develop yourself. You know, it's not all altruistic. Just by going to the farmer's market, it's like, oh, I'm doing a great deed. It's like you're feeding yourself. You know, yeah. you're bringing, you're bringing wealth, you're bringing, you're developing the economy, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're developing the resources of your community, which in turn comes around back to you. But it's very, very easy to get mixed up and think, I want to save 67 cents, you know, 67 right. cents, like 67 cents saved is 67 cents earned. It's like, maybe, but I think we lack this forethought of thinking in the future of like, maybe if I keep investing in myself, keep investing in my community, maybe, maybe this will catch momentum, you know, and it'll actually come back around to to me. And I think that's it's such a crucial thing that we start looking exactly like you're saying, like, look at your food as, as, as ceremony, really everything that you put into your body that will become your bones, your muscle, your blood, you know, like you are becoming what's on your plate, you know, and you're becoming, I think more than that, I think it's your relationships. I think it's a lot of stuff involved mm-hmm. with that, you know, but so have you, what have you learned through your dieting? Have you gone through like yo-yo dieting? Have you gone through, you've done like low sugar, you've done high fat, like what's beyond just what works? Like, have you learned any like bigger picture scenarios as far as going through all these dietary experiences? Yeah, I think it's all mental, <laughs> you know, right. when you when it really comes down to it like you said, you can follow almost any diet or whatever right. and get results. And so it comes back to what relationship do you have with food? That's the most important thing. Cause I think a lot of people we've kind of on one end, it's like, whatever, I'll just eat what, what my doctor tells me or what these magazines tell me or what the media tells me. And then on the other end of that, there's orthorexia and there are people who are so obsessive about what they eat that it's killing them right. or they develop an eating disorder. And like these eating disorders are institutionalized and, and printed in books. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, rah, rah, rah. Right. Let's have an eating disorder that's called something else together. Right. Totally. Um, as long as we're together. And, and, and so we need to go somewhere in between. That's, that's why, uh, you know, my book is so much less about a dogmatic diet. Like it, it's not like that. It's more how, how should I feel about food? How should I, what should I do with dinner? Should I have a feast with like all my family and friends and celebrate for four hours and eat whatever I want the way that they do in a lot of other countries because they never take anything for granted, especially when it's food. Uh, you know, when you go out in the wilderness for a while, like, like we did, we lived in, in national state parks off the grid, whatever. When you go from, you know, hiking around for days and packing everything in, packing everything out. And then you come back to running water, yeah. and food that you can like order right. or uh, that, that just kind of like appears in front of you, you know, steaming hot and perfect. You just like, I can't believe that I took that for granted for so long. Right. And um, even just water, you know, the idea after living off the grid without running water for a long time, we literally carried water when we were living in Colorado, like up and down parts of the mountain and whatever. And when we came back <laughs> and not only was there water that came out, but it was hot, right. you know, when we went to a gas station or whatever and went pee, it's right. like the most miraculous thing ever. So I think it's, it's really reconnecting with the fact that as Americans, we're trained to be gluttons and consumers. Sure. And when you reevaluate your relationship with not only what you're eating, but where it comes from, um, the world it comes from, right? If, if you have, if you eat a burger that comes from a sick cow that's raised, you know, if, if you've driven through the Southwest or we live in Texas, we lived in Texas for a long time. You drive by like a factory farm, the smell, the, the look of those, those poor animals that are all crowded against each other. Yeah. You are supporting and voting for that every time you eat, a fast food burger, right? right? Totally. And so it doesn't matter if that burger is paleo if you take the buns off because it's not, right? And that's that's the bone I have to pick with like the paleo world or whatever is just they try to, and, and the media especially tries to just like whittle it down to, okay, so you're just eating a bunch of meat and like some vegetables too, I guess. doesn't really matter what meat it is. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter what vegetables they are, where they come from. So you need to kind of combine that, that, um, the paleo lens or approach with, okay, so cavemen weren't eating from Taco Bell. 
They weren't eating from factory farms. They weren't eating from industrialized um, food systems. They were eating stuff that was wild and out there. And so you almost need to like self-correct something that's turning itself into a fad diet (laughs) before it goes off the deep end. So that's what I'm trying to do. Awesome. And yeah, I think again, with the habituation of eating, I think it's, it's in everybody's favor to at least just try to do some fasting, you know, it's like mm-hmm. do it for a day, do it for a couple of days, whatever it may be. And what you realize with that is you realize I don't need to eat right now. You know, oftentimes you know, our body will tell us that we're hungry and it's just, it's just because we've eaten at that time every day for the last, you know, 20 years or something like that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. to have that power over yourself, I think that's the most important thing. It's like, you know, self-empowerment, self-mastery, really not feeling like you are controlled by the food that you're putting in, but more that you're actually leveraging that food. You know, it's, it's in service of you. You're not, you're not working for it. You know, so I think right. just little, little tweaks like that, I think are a big, big deal. Like resetting. That's like, and that's why I have interest in the, you know, the plant medicine, all that stuff, because I think what it does is it offers a potential to reset. So many times we get stuck in this little tube of what we need to do. That tube might not be what we actually need. It's just what we've been mm-hmm. habituated to repeat. You know, it's like our processing chip is so hardwired to keep doing that same thing. We don't know any different, you know? So any little stimulus that you can throw into the system, I think, whether it be fasting, whether it be going to Peru for a week or whatever, you know, I think, or hopefully longer than a week. Um, I think all of those are just fantastic options to take you out of your bubble so you can get that 30,000 foot view and see, oh, I could take this out. I could take this out. I could take that out. That's great. Let's keep that. You know, I just like more people need to take advantage of that. Um, we're, we're running out of time. So I just curious when you're on your, tr- when you're on your trip, you're traveling for a year and you were, you were pulling a pop-up trailer, I believe, or some kind of trailer. Did you a toy hauler? Technically. All right, cool. <laughs> so what was, was there any kind of like resounding, you know, I learned this from my trip. Like what did you, what did you get from that trip? One of the coolest things that I learned, and this was somewhat intentional is that, uh, we, we unplugged, right? We unplugged from my own business. Like I run an internet business and I was off the internet for like a year, right? Uh, I batched a lot of things. So some things kept running or whatever. And the, the podcast like took a break for like eight months or whatever. And, um, for me, I was taking the time to finish up my book to, um, do a lot of the more like spiritual work that I wanted to do while we had the time and the energy, um, and the luxury of that focus, you know? Um, but at some point it's like, I got bored. I, when, when people retire and they've been productive their entire lives, as I've been, you know, in like hyper productive type A, whatever, doing so many things. Some of the, you know, like messaging in my meditation was like, you have plenty of time, slow down, right? Just, you know, get, get yourself, your spiritual, so work on that. Right. You know, don't worry about all of this outside stuff where you're succeeding or not. Um, work, work on that. And so did that for a while. And all of a sudden you have to living in an enclosed space, going to so many different places all the time, you lose track of kind of like who you are, what you do, what your purpose is. And I think a lot of people, when they retire, one of the reasons that you get old and, and age so quickly and get so sad is because you don't have that purpose anymore. Right? right. It's like you did that one thing you were valued for it. You did it really well. You believed in it, uh, hopefully. Right. Sure. And then all of a sudden you're not doing it anymore and you're supposed to just like travel or relax. Right. What, what is that? And so I think what it, what it taught me is that we went so far to the other end that we got bored and it's incredible to come back because we come back with this, like working now does not feel like working. It's, we believe in it. And, um, and it's so much different when you allow yourself that experience of, of having your cake and eating it too. Right. It's like, you don't have to be stressed out and succeeding all the time. And you don't have to be totally on the other end where it's like, I'm checked out on the beach somewhere and I'm not checking email. I'm not talking to anybody, whatever. There's something in between where you can really honor and value your work and your purpose. And, you know, coming back from all of that, that's how I feel because you can start to resent whatever you do because it gets hard at some point. And if you're starting to get frazzled, it's time to meditate or do the things that you know you can and should do. 
right. um, that you learned from the time off. So it's basically having that hybrid right. is awesome. And, and that's what we're working on right now. And that's why we're, we're working really hard because it's so exciting. <laughs> like it feels so good. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's so important to do that. And it's, it, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people feel like that's not possible to do that because they feel like they need to retire in order to take a trip. It's like, that's, right. that is not accurate, you know, like to, to live out of it, to go to a third world country, you know, and like live out of street food for six months. Like it's not that expensive, you know, or two months right. or one month or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I see those opportunities. It's almost like sleep. You know, it's like for me, like I'm always reading and writing and like, I'm, I'm like constantly inundated with this information because I want to be better. You know, I, I want to know what the heck I'm talking about, you know, and, and but what I realized with that is, you know, so much information you can get to a point where it's too much, your cup's full, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why you go to sleep. You know, when you go yeah. to sleep, you're not, you're not you know, so much putting information out and in. It's more like, you know, the, the doors close up and you process what you got. And then you wake up and you feel great. You know, we need mm-hmm. to take that same analogy and take that into travel. It doesn't even need to be out of the country. Travel, go 45 minutes away, go camping for a few days. Yeah. And I think it's so, so crucial we do that. So I love your work, Abel. I really appreciate you coming on. What's, where do people find you? I know you have um, like a cooking workshop class thing coming up. Like what's, what's happening? in the future yeah easiest place to find me is fatburningman.com and yeah the the cooking class my wife and i uh are just about to launch it's called the wild diet cooking class and we teach people how to make like uh chicken parmesan that's good for you (laughs) and like other comfort foods and cookies and and even breads and stuff like that that are full of real food and uh awesome for you so that's at fatburningman.com uh forward slash cooking but easiest way to find me is just fatburningman google it check out my website and uh i appreciate you i love it man thank you so much for coming on man i really appreciate what you're doing this has been fun i I really enjoyed this interview thanks (laughs) cool Online podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I greatly appreciate your comments and your shares in iTunes. They determine the ranking and the visibility of the show, and they make me smile. So I look forward to reading those guys. Be sure to check out the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A L I G N therapy.com. On there, you can find my blog, you can find this podcast, more information about the topics and the, and the uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can find hundreds of absolutely free instructional videos on self-care, functional movement, how to get strong, how to get fast, how to get exactly what you want out of your body. You can check out the online coaching where we work work out how to optimize your movement practice so that you can live optimally and pain-free for the rest of your life. As well, be sure to check out the self-care kit where it is as small enough to fit underneath the seat in your car. And it's like a physical therapist, a massage therapist, all wrapped up into one package. I know you guys are going to love the website. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. And I look forward to hearing your comments. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.